0: Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Listen, that was amazing. That was amazing. I don't know who that was underneath the mask, but she did a great job. I also saw someone doing the sturdy in the middle aisle here to some Christmas music there and, uh, with that being said, I'm excited about tonight. How are we doing? It's raining outside, but you guys have got a, a different spirit tonight than you had yesterday. So I hope that you're making friends. I hope that you're making uh, memories. Anybody, um, uh, where, where's Wisdom at? Where's Wisdom? We got the Wisdom Squad. So you guys are in the lead right now, right? No. you guys aren't in the lead? Okay. Endurance. Endurance is in the lead right now. Okay, okay. All right. Listen, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm excited for you guys. And um, man, let's, let, let's open up in a word of prayer and then we'll hop into our message tonight. Dear God, we love you. Uh, Lord, we thank you for freedom. Lord, we thank you uh, for the fact that uh, it's what you've called us to. Thank you for, for loving us and, and, and having your word here for us to, to walk in the way that you would have us. So God, I pray that you'd be with this time. I pray that you would uh, help us to leave here changed. So Lord, we love you and thank you in your precious and holy name. Amen and amen. Hey, last night we we opened up talking a little bit about uh, what freedom is, and ultimately I shared with you that that God has a calling on your life. He has a purpose, a plan that is bigger than you could ever imagine. And God it wants you to know that outside of, of the things that you see right in front of you, he's got big plans for you. And he says, hey, I need you to be free from some things so that you can become the person that I want you to become in order that you can do and reach the people that I want you to reach. It's a calling. And I said that you need to be exciting about this calling to freedom because if you don't value freedom, then you'll misuse it. If you don't understand what the sacrifices and, and everything that was done for you to experience what you're able to experience being set free, then you misuse those opportunities. you misuse that that grace that was extended towards you. And so tonight, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the nature, uh, the nature of freedom. And we're going to be in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter uh, number two. And so as we uh, think of nature, we're we're going back to the origin uh, of creation. The Bible says that God created the world, six literal days rested on the seventh day. Day and the Bible said that everything was good. Everybody, every everything was good. one more time. Everything was good. Good. it was all good. Now, it's it's crazy to me because uh, I'm not really much of a, a rule follower. Um, in fact, uh, I, I am. I'm very spontaneous, I'm optimistic, I'm extroverted, I love all of those things. But it was super important as I read this passage just to understand freedom a little bit more. Uh, The Bible says in in Genesis when God created everything, uh, he has Adam in the garden and he begins to to give him instructions and to set boundaries and to uh, basically help him understand what he was set on earth to do. And it's funny enough that I found that there were rules and responsibilities even in a perfect world. You see, sometimes we think that, that freedom is, man, once I, once I can get rid of these rules and I can just do what I want to do, oh, I'm going to be happy and, and, and it's going to be amazing. But God says when he created Adam, when he put him in the garden, in this passage we'll see, It says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil uh, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest of it you will surely uh, die. That verse uh, before it in chapter number 5 basically says that it is Adam's responsibility to, to till or to take care of everything in the garden. And so for, for some of you here today, man, it's important to realize that these rules and responsibilities, they're not a bad thing. God was setting a boundary to keep them from danger. Uh, God was, uh, was trying to, to point them in a direction, and he's saying, hey, listen, you need this because you don't know what is out there, and I care for you. And I love you and I wanna keep you safe. I, I don't want you to, to venture out and to experience this danger. Now, for me, it was important because uh, when we think about rules, God says to him, uh, You can eat of every tree, but of, of this one tree, you can't eat. He says that you're going to, to name the animals, and, and, and Eve's gonna be with you, and, and you're gonna take care of all of these things. And so we see that he has a purpose within it, that there are rules. And for many of you guys, it's the very reason why you want to run away. You're like, man, they don't let me do what I want to do. I can't wait to get out of here. This is just horrible. They don't care about me. They don't let me do anything that I want to do. And the Bible says that they experienced freedom, that in that context, in the garden, the Bible said it was good. The Bible uh, considered that to be good. And the Bible said that in the garden, they had freedom to be close with God. When we talked about freedom, we said freedom to, to do something, freedom from something. In the beginning when God created the world, there was no sin in the world. And God created us to, to worship him and to have a relationship with him. And so Adam and Eve could, could worship and, and walk with God in the garden and, and speak to him and, and, and talk to him and have a close relationship with him. The animals weren't eating each other. They were eating of the, the herbs of the ground. They were, they were doing their thing. And it was a different situation than what we see now. You see, sometimes we think that freedom is the absence of of rules and responsibility. Another thing we think that freedom is, is uh, we basically think that it's dependent upon our outward circumstances. What does that mean? So uh, the Bible says that everything was good. Everything was good in the garden and still Adam and Eve sinned. That means that you can be in a perfect world and still be in bondage in your mind. You can still be in a a place where you're supposed to be experiencing freedom, and you can still be a slave in your thoughts. And you can go to Christian school, grow up in church, and believe the lies of the devil that are are dragging you and moving you away from, from a God who loves you and cares about you. You see, when we think about freedom, we're saying, man, I wish that all of these things were were set in place, but you can be in a perfect setting and still destroy it because of the mindset that you have towards what God has considered good, and it's not good enough for you. You guys with me? The Bible says that, that God gave them instructions, he gave them guidance, he, he gave them the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They had a, a choice, they are freely, they are able to freely eat. You see, when we talk about freedom, it's important to to go back to the fact that God created us with a free will. Free will, meaning the ability uh, to choose, the the ability uh, to make decisions. Many people wonder why God would give us a free will. If all of this uh, would happen in the world, if God knew that Adam and Eve would would mess up, if God knew that all of these things would happen, why would God allow us to make these decisions? You see, um, I can't make somebody love me. I know some people try, but you can't make someone love you. God would rather take a chance on you choosing him because you love him, choosing to, to follow him because you love him, then to force you, then to make you a robot or an android. That's a Dragon Ball Z reference, I don't know if anybody knows that. Oh, we got some people in there, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. God would, would rather you choose out of devotion, out of love to him, to follow him, than for you to, to be forced and, and coerced to to do these things. God desires a personal relationship with you. He desires for you to, the Bible says that we love God because he first loved us, and God is saying in his love towards us, he's not forcing us, he's drawing us towards himself. The reason why this is important is because uh, God created the angels before, and the Bible says uh, that Lucifer, who was a chief angel, a day star angel, also had a free will, and he decided to choose against God. You see, an angel uh, who has the purpose of worshiping God, an angel uh, who was majestic and beautiful, the Bible says that he wanted uh, to be uh, like God. He, too, had a choice. It says, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? You see, the fact that we have a free will means that we can make decisions for ourselves. That can be a good thing or a bad thing. I think that is crazy that you can take you know, uh, a large loan out for college, but they won't give you some money to start a business. It's crazy to me. It's, it's crazy to me how uh, in society you're, you're able to make these large decisions, but then uh, when you're, when you're younger, they're like, "Oh, oh no, you can't, you can't make that decision. You see, the reality is, is that we all have a free will. We all can make decisions, but the decisions that we make have consequences. You know, if I held out two things in my hand and I hyped up one or the other, you would make a decision off of which one I hyped up the most, but you would still have to think about it and choose. The Bible says that that what we believe affects how we behave so when we when we talk about being free, when we uh, talk about uh, being free from Sin free from our circumstances, our situation. We have to understand that, that we have to control our minds because we have uh, an enemy, the Bible said, who is Lucifer, who has uh, not only rebelled against God and, and not only is now in the garden, as we'll see later on in this passage, spewing and, and saying lies about who God is, but it's your decision to make. It's your decision on whether you're going to follow God or to do what you want to do. I remember when I was younger, this guy in my church always said, there's only two choices on the shelf, pleasing God or pleasing self. When it comes down to it, it's a decision that you have to make every day to say, am I going to figure out what God wants me to do about this situation? Am I going to ask God? Or am I going to just figure out what I want to do on my own? Do what feels right. You see, there are so many times in life where we think that we know what is best, and God has placed people in your life to help guide you parents, teachers, pastors, camp counselors. And we've believed so many lies whether it's uh, from society and and television, that we ourselves might find ourselves in a great situation, but we'll destroy it because we believe them over what God has said. The Bible talks about the fear of God. The fear of God meaning that God's voice is the loudest voice in your life. So rather than listening to what everybody says, you say, I'm going to listen to God. When we talk about free will, I'm saying it's important. If God has given you a free will, that means that you need wisdom, not just the team, right? You need help to to make the right decisions so that you don't find yourself with the consequences that you've never imagined. You see, there are plenty of examples in the Bible where where someone thought that they were getting away with sin. Someone uh, by the name of David who uh, found himself making one mistake that ruined countless of lives. Uh, Not only taking a man's wife, not only uh, his child dying, not only uh, the, the relationship with his kids, but it was one decision that led to destroying a number of people. One of the lies that we believe all the time is that this isn't going to hurt anyone. No one will ever find out about it. But the sin that your heart, the Bible says that be sure that your sin will find you out. That means the lies that you're believing are only going to destroy if you act upon it. James Talks about the fact that when we are tempted in our thoughts, then uh, we begin to pursue them. And when uh, those thoughts, when that lust has conceived, or in other words, when we act on those thoughts that we have, then we move forward in making those decisions to go against what God has said for us. You see, sin will always take you further than you want to go. It will always keep you longer than you want to stay. It will always cost you more than you want to pay. And at first you're thinking, man, I'm just going to do this. Hey, hey man, this would be okay. But the Bible said, because Lucifer had the thought in his mind that he wanted to be worshipped like God, and, and that he uh, made this decision to, to recruit other fallen angels to, to, to go against God, the Bible said that Lucifer was cast out of heaven. That's what the other verse is talking about. And that now hell was, was separated and set apart for him. Hell was not created for you. It was created for the devil and the fallen angels. But when we, use, when we choose to go against God, when we choose to do our own thing, we take sides and we separate ourselves from God. The Bible says that when uh, Eve was deceived, when Eve believed the lie of the devil, to begin to, to question what God really said. Did God really say? Did God really say that we can't do that? And we get to the line. Like, did he really say? Oh, nobody will find out about it. Until you fall off. Somebody needs to pick you up. Until you're, 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 you're filled with shame and guilt because you've been harboring that thing for the, for the longest. The Bible says that when Adam and Eve sinned, they realized that they were naked. The Bible says that there was a consequence for their sin. They didn't realize it right away, but the Bible says uh, in this passage that you will surely die. The Bible says that the consequences of their sin wasn't just separation, separating them from God. It was also that they would have difficulty in the life that they're living right now. That means it would be harder for them to produce stuff off of the ground. It would be, their, their physical lives would be harder. They would get older. And so for us to think that, oh, we're going to do these things in our life right now because we're young and not think that they're going to affect us later on in our life is a lie that, that you can't believe. One of the lies that I believed, <clears throat> I'll share this story with, with you guys real quick. I, I, I want to say I was like 13 and someone was sharing uh, about Jesus, was sharing the gospel. And I remember sitting there and one of the lies that I believed and I told myself was, man, I feel really convicted right now and I know I need to accept Jesus but I'm gonna wait later. I'm gonna wait till like Jesus, like the day before Jesus comes back, and then I'm gonna get right with God. I don't know what kind of thought that was, but that was a thought that I had. My friend that I invited with me that night, named Santino, this guy, um, his aunt was the one that kinda encouraged him, was like, hey man, Gibbs, he's a solid guy, he's probably one of the better kids to hang out in the neighborhood. I trust you with him, go ahead and go. She died that same night. She got shot. They pulled us out of a a setting like this and told me that she died, and Santino was hurt, was crying. I was sitting there thinking to myself, I did not even know when she was going to die. How do I think that I'm going to know when God's gonna come back? How do I know when I'm going to die? How am I gonna believe this? And that was a lie that I believed. It was holding me back from making one of the most important decisions that I'll ever make about my life because I knew that I had sin in my life. I knew that there were some things that I was doing, some things that I was walking in that was not right with God. And I could tell myself I wasn't a bad person. I could tell myself that no one would ever find out. I could tell myself that I'll wait till I'm older to make things right. But you can't, you, you can make your choice, but you can't choose the consequences, And we see that the consequences of Adam and Eve, or or even if we go back to David, are further, go further than you could ever imagine, than they would ever imagine. So we would be fools to think in ourselves that we would just harbor sin and it not seep out and others see it. We would be fools to think that we're going to accomplish the purpose that God has for you and, and bring all of these things along with you. If I I was racing with someone and I was carrying all my luggage with me, you guys would be laughing at me, but that's what we're all doing. As I close this out tonight, one thought that I want you to think about. You see, God made it very clear to them in the garden that there was a consequence for their sin. The Bible says that God killed an animal... And with the skin of the animal, he covered them. God physically covered them in their shame before they would use leaves and things of that nature because they realized their condition. They realized the condition that they were in. And God was trying to show them that because of the thoughts that they had and and the things that they did, that there was separation between them and God now. Things wouldn't be the same in the garden. The fellowship wouldn't be the same. And so God was showing them this picture that that because of your decision to to go against me and and not to follow me, that that there had to be something done, that something had to be paid, that there had to be a sacrifice. And so he killed this animal to, to clothe them, but also to show them that there had to be a sacrifice because of their sin. And I want you to know that the, the, the decisions that you're making right now have a consequence. And God is showing them in this passage that there's a promise. There's, there's something to come. Hey, listen, you are a sinner. You've done this. You've, you've done things against what I've told you. You've, you've think things that are against my nature. And this is the situation that you're in, but I have a plan. And he says to them that the serpent will be crushed, and your heel will hurt, but I have a plan for you. I have a promise. I have a solution to fix the condition that you're in. And so as we continue tomorrow to talk a little bit more about, about what sin did through generations and, and, and how we can see it in our own life, we understand that God has a promise of freedom, not only to, to bring us closer to him, to, to, to give you hope of, of heaven with him someday, but also to help you every day of your life, to redeem or to buy back or to experience the blessings that God has for you. Can you bow your heads and close your eyes with me at this time? Listen, this is true. The Bible says that we have been given a free will. In other words, God uh, does not force us to choose him but he pursues us in hopes that we would respond in love with him. The decisions that you're making each day, whether it is to to read the Bible or or to pray, shows to God that you are desiring to walk with him and desiring to hear from him and to desire to know him more. And I encourage you to to take your Bible reading and, and your prayers seriously because uh, if you have a relationship with him, you're, you're preparing yourself for, for heaven, to, to be in his presence again. But the, the other side is true. If you're okay with, with sitting in your sin, if you're okay with the decisions that you're making that you know are contrary to what God is saying, you're in a dangerous position. Hey you are outside in a you're outside of the boat in a raging sea drowning and you don't even know it and God is saying hey I'm trying to keep you from destruction I'm trying to keep you from destroying yourself God, I thank you for this time, I thank you for the truth, that, that although we have a choice to choose you or to reject you, that you love us in spite of what we've done, you've made a way for us outside of, of what we can see, and if we would follow you, if we would walk towards you, that you would help us and guide us each day. So Lord, we love you and thank you, in your precious and holy name, and now everybody said, Amen.